Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Imad Akhtar. Singapore's labor movement, the National Trades Union Congress, recently refreshed its slate of leaders, with veteran healthcare union leader Kay Thanalechmi taking over the reins from Mary Liu, who served for two terms. While continuing to ensure that the plight of workers is heard, Ms. Thana said that training will be a key focus area during her term, describing it as the best form of welfare as it ensures workers' employment and employability. The NTUC will also be focusing on growing its membership, especially among youth, and ensuring mature workers can stay in employment. For more insights, we're joined by Kay Thanalechmi, President of the National Trades Union Congress. Ms. Thana, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning and thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. It's uh, great to have you on. First and foremost, congratulations on the new role. Uh, you've been in it now for a little over a month. Uh, how does it feel taking over as NTUC's president from Mary Liu and what sort of leadership guidance did she provide you? It is certainly quite a tall order to take over the uh, reins from her, but certainly she has been a very good, I would say, a guide as well as mentor and a good advisor as well. I've known her for many years. Uh, she is no stranger to me and uh, we have interaction as friends. And uh, her straightforward views on certain matters, I think, really impressed me. And uh, she doesn't mute her words, and she's very, very polite and uh, very people-centric. I would say worker-centric as well. So I'm really, really comfortable interacting with Sister Mary. And certainly she has done remarkably well, impeccable performance in a two terms of service to NTUC and to the nation. Certainly, I would like to take after her in some aspects, in some ways that she has performed. And hopefully, I can do justice to the role that I've taken over. All right. Well, we wish you all the best in that as well. You've mentioned training as a key focus area that you will be working on. Uh, What is lacking at the moment and are there specific sectors that you think need to boost training? You know, training is certainly key because we are actually promoting lifelong learning and uh, that's why we have SkillsFuture and many other things that's uh, been promoted, in fact, many years ago. One aspect of training is we, we need to focus on workers, workers who are already in employment and there are a group of workers who have no time to go for training. There are groups that are not willing to go for training. And those who are looking for jobs, you know, we need to train them for the relevant industry and for the relevant skill set, you know, so that they can be employed and remain employable. So you've got three categories. And what we want to see is that for those people who are unable to go for training, what can we do more? For instance, you know, for them, three meals a day that you put on the table is so important and they do overtime. And because of overtime that they perform, they're not able to really focus on what's going to come in the future. Is this a new technology, a new advancement, digitalization, cutting-edge technology, and am I training for the future? You know, will I lose my job? You know, that kind of uh, realization should happen. And um, how can employers better support in this area? You know, we shouldn't neglect. When economy is turning around and doing well, we shouldn't neglect training our workers. It's very important to train them for the future because always employers must ask themselves, whatever they are doing, will it be relevant in the next three to five years' time? And how does it impact our workers? Mm. For instance, if you talk about green technology, you know, what are the new jobs that will be coming into the picture in the next three to five years? And if I got the relevant skill set in my workers, 
business and how am I to better train them? You know, what kind of direction am I taking my business on together with my workers? These are relevant questions that employers must ask and also self-initiate some of the training, you know, for the workers. And for the government, I think they have done well in topping up skills future credit and it is important that uh, our workers take advantage of that and uh, government continue to top up. But importantly, you know, the government should also look at uh, for people who have lost their job, you know, how to better support them mm. uh, short-term-wise so that they can gain employment. But before that, they have to be trained in the relevant sector and relevant skill set. So this is something that uh, we ought to do. And as for the unions, we have always been, uh, uh, you know, propagating the message that workers have to continue training. Train, 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 and uh, have this notion of lifelong employment. And how does a worker do? For, for, for instance, a worker who is not willing to take up training, this is where the union leaders at the ground will try to talk to them, will nudge them, will encourage them to take up training. But some fear technology. And because of that, they don't go and train themselves, even if their employer you know, nominate them for certain training programs. So uh, union leaders have a role to play to interact with the workers, especially merchant workers. The other aspect of the merchant workers is a lot of time employers are not too keen in sending merchant workers, older workers for training and upskilling and upgrading. Mm. The reason being probably is return of investment. They may have a short runway in terms of employment and why should I be training them? But I think that notion is really, really very myopic because we have to know that Singapore is a labour scarce country and every warm body counts. And it is important that we harness the capability of our merchant workers who are so experienced and uh, they have exposed to so many different kinds of settings. And if we were to shine them through training, upskilling, upgrading, then even upgrading them, you know, to a higher level, I think that will be something that will be a great return of investment for the employers mm-hmm. because uh, older workers, they are loyal and they are quite stable as well. So what is uh, lagging here is that the intuition to technology and digitalization, and we need to also nudge older workers not to fear technology, not to fear, for instance, artificial intelligence and that maybe the company may have introduced in their processes, but just have the courage, you know, to overcome it, have the courage to face it and confront it. And this is where union leaders play a great role, unions play a great role in being the friend of our workers and be with them uh, alongside so that they can overcome the fear. Yeah, as you rightly pointed out, workers are the lifeblood of our society. So training and looking after their welfare remains essential. I just want to touch on a point you made a little bit earlier about ensuring that we don't neglect our workers. The health ministry has just announced new measures to curb the abuse of healthcare workers starting from the middle of this year. Uh, Given that you've been in the healthcare sector for over 26 years, that's a lot of experience. How big of a problem is this for healthcare workers and what kind of support will be useful? We were very glad when the health minister announced the uh, TWG, the tripartite work group uh, recommendation. This problem of abuse and harassment has been a long standing. You know, it's been a perpetual problem, and the workers have been confronting it. And also, over the years, some of them become immune to it. The threshold has gone up in terms of tolerance. I think we should not allow this to happen. And uh, the union has been always, you know, nudging employers and also uh, Ministry of Health to do something about it. So. Uh, uh, in 2018, what we did was uh, we actually presented, you know, uh, some of the findings to uh, MOH to say that there is a real need, you know, for us to do something about protecting 
the interests of our workers and making sure that the workplace is a safe workplace for every healthcare worker. And that notion actually uh, went in very well. And uh, uh, COVID actually was a great revelation because during COVID, I think the incidences, in fact, increased tremendously. And that being the case, we, we had to work very hard to make sure that our healthcare workers are not mentally disturbed. You know, they can go on with their day-to-day functions. So right. I, uh, we were very glad in uh, 2022, you know, uh, a tripartite work group was formed and union was part of the work group together with the public and private healthcare organizations, including community care, as well as the Ministry of uh, Health uh, navigating this. And, and those recommendations are very valuable. For instance, before those recommendations came, okay, the framework came, uh, every institution have got their own internal process of overcoming abuse and harassment, preventing it and all that. Mm-hmm. So we we wanted to structure it so that healthcare institutions have a standardized way of, you know, addressing abuses and harassment of their healthcare workers. For instance, the three P's that they, are, they introduce is a protect, prevent, and promote. What we do? What do we mean by protect? We want to protect our healthcare workers who face abuse and harassment. But before we can protect them with the issue of abuse and harassment, we need to have a common set of definition for what constitutes abuse and harassment. So the work group actually, you know, worked together to come in, to come up with this uh, definition of abuse and harassment, and that was a real remarkable, you know, outcome. I would say. Preventing it. How do we prevent situations that lead to abuse and harassment? So what can we do more, you know? Do we need to do, uh, you know, public education? Do we need to equip our workers with better training so that they can overcome, you know, uh, in a defensive way how to how to protect themselves if they get abused or harassed? Or promote? How do we, uh, you know, have this positive relationship between healthcare workers and patients and caregivers? Okay, let's take a, a broader view of the whole situation now. There are a number of macroeconomic headwinds that are affecting uh, the global economy. We have inflation, which is leading to higher costs of living, and that's impacting everyone here in Singapore as well. Uh, so what can be implemented to help our some of our more mature workers cope in the longer term? I think for mature workers, the best welfare is to remain in employment. And um, as, as I've already, you know, uh, emphasized on the, on the need for training, uh, to remain employable and to be in employment. So that is the best welfare. And obviously, to do that, uh, we have got company training committee to be formed in some of the organizations so that they can actually take advantage of this uh, uh, CDC grant that's up to $1 million per project. And this grant can be useful for all workers, including matured workers. Huh? For instance, if they want to introduce automation or technology you know, in their organization, they can do so. And this will better help you know, our mature workers to work longer in this area uh, so that you know, it will not be physically strenuous. For instance, in healthcare, in healthcare, you know, when you do uh, inventory, stock checking and all that, it's quite a manual process. But what if you use some other uh, system, you know, or gadget to do that? And it will really efficientize the process. Productivity will increase and our, our older workers, especially workers in general, will not feel the repetitive process to be too arduous. So these are the things that we can do for the CTC uh, company training committee that we have formed and the projects that has got that that has commenced, you know, in healthcare, so as to ensure that our older workers can continue working. All right, let's conclude with a discussion about at the younger end of the spectrum, a number of uh, millennials and Gen Zs. <laughs> 
are increasingly looking for a rethink uh, or a redesign or a rebalance, if you will, of uh, their work. For example, uh, some of them are demanding more flexible work arrangements, uh, freelance instead of full-time, or even starting social enterprises. Uh, so, Ms. Tana, how will the labor union help this group of workers? Uh, yes, uh, in fact, uh, you know, every worker conversation, uh, every worker matters conversation we had uh, a year long. Uh, at, we also, you know, connected with the youth, you know, to know about their uh, aspirations, you know, their goals and their, their needs and wants. And obviously, one area is uh, uh, they talk much about mental wellness, and that is also in in relation to flexible work arrangement. That those people who want to be in employment, they want some flexibility at work, and they also want mentorship. Mentoring became the key because they say that you know they just started. Yeah. Their career and they want some guidance, you know, for people who are already matured in that particular industry to guide them. So these are the areas. So that's why NTC started with Career Starter Lab Pilot and uh, basically enhanced career trial model, which allows you to gain industry exposure into quality companies. We just started and it's ongoing. And NTC Starter Membership is another area that we're looking at how we can better mentor our young, our youth, especially when they are entering into their first career. All right, Ms. Tana, thank you so much for your insights this morning. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, that was Kay Itana Lechmi, President of the National Trades Union Congress. She recently took over the reins from Mary Liu, and she was sharing about her key focus areas to ensure workers' voices are better heard and that the welfare of our workers overall is enhanced. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. Or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.